It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Hello, welcome to another Toshi Gunas podcast. Uh, my name is Lewis. I'm joined by the two Dan's gentlemen. Um, good evening. How are you guys doing? What's good? All good, man. All good. Positive spirits, yeah? Oh, can't get me down after that, man. Honestly, you can't get me down after that. Dan's got the Baileys. I, I don't know. Is this kind of... Um, German Dan, I should say, has got the Baileys. Is this kind of like a, a coping mechanism or is this just a chilled Wednesday night, you know? You know, it's one of ones. Sometimes you just have to get out. You need a cold drink. Don't want to drink too much. Don't want to get drunk. But you need something nice and smooth, you know? Mm. That's why I got it out. I hear that, man. I hear that. Well, obviously... It was a um a bit of a disappointing night, but off from the result perspective, but it was it was it was a bit of a bit of a strange night in the fact that it wasn't positive, it wasn't disappointing because I felt like we played poorly. It was just disappointing that I don't think we got the result that our performance deserved. And um I think that's a bit of a, a, a good marker there to, you know, we're we're so used to playing shit in these games and coming out of the game with everything that we deserve um, and being a loss more time but yeah there was something that um about this game that i felt like you know just showed our improvement and i know our record that there's some tweets going around about a record against the top five or six six, whatever top six this season yeah top six mini league and it's it's not great it's not good at all um and, and i'm sure it's something we can we can touch on during the pod but um, Dan Cooks, you were at the game today. Uh, you were there. You're you're, you're every week there now at, at the moment. You're a season ticket holder. Um, just what was your f- f- feeling coming into the game? Because I know you're you're one of the more positive guys, um, and you're you're wearing your heart on your sleeve at at, at some points. But um, yeah, how was your feeling going into the game? Did you think we could get um, a W out of this game? I can't remember what you said in your prediction. Yeah, um, coming into the game, I was I was optimistic. I was optimistic. I knew that the game was going to be competitive. Um, I said as much. I didn't think that we were going to roll over today. Um, home crowd factor um, under the lights midweek. I knew that you know the crowd would be up for it, and the crowd was really really up for it, man. Um, atmosphere was quality before the game. You know, I was sending voice notes, uh, this that and the other. You know that you man heard um, recording videos, all of that. Um, and for the most part, I I, I felt like. Yeah, this was this. It was gonna. We were gonna have an opportunity to get something out of this game, and I don't personally. I don't think the team disappointed me. Um, to be honest, I think down to a, a man, they all gave almost a hundred percent out there. I'm, I'm not really got much to criticize um, in terms of the 
the performance of many players there, to be honest. I think a lot of them stepped up um, and tried tried to be counted. Um, but yeah, the atmosphere was was unbelievable, um, to be honest. The atmosphere was unbelievable at the game uh, pre-match. Um, and it's just a shame that we weren't able to to get something from it, man. Yeah, definitely. That's one thing that has been at the Emirates this season. The, the atmosphere has been popping. And um, I think when the, the Liverpool goal went in, it was it did feel kind of like that sucker punch, you know. And and, and I do feel like that kind of knocked the, the stuffing out of us a bit. Um, German Dan, I can rely on you to be a bit more balanced. Um, you, you're often very, very objective when it comes to things. Um what was your what was your thoughts heading into this game? Uh, did you have this down as a as an automatic loss, or did you think we could get something? I think when we did that prediction um, table, I did put it down as a loss. But um, today, I was feeling um, um, optimistic as well. I said we're in, we're in good form, and um, my thing with the big games is always that we need to be able to compete. And if you compete, then the fine margins will then dictate who wins, loses, or draws the game. Um, I mean, draw as both teams, but, um, you know, who wins or loses the game, you'll see then. And um, I think we competed very well. And I was I was confident that we would. So I felt for me before the start of the game today, I felt a bit like, hmm, we could get something. We can leave for something today. It wasn't to be, um, but I was encouraged by that performance. And I think some of the calls that I um, gave after the game were interesting when he said, I mean, between the boxes, we 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 were having an even game, maybe even um, better between the boxes than Liverpool. But when it came to getting into the box um, or being efficient in the box, they were far superior than us in that regard. And they didn't even have many openings, many chances, and they scored two and mm. didn't concede any. And that's 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 the difference in not just quality but also experience and maturity that that Liverpool team has. This team has been together for years now. Uh, I think it's coming up to f- five years, something like that. It's, it's been a long time they've built this team. They have a lot of top players. And um, one thing that I've got to say is we have some players that we um, in, our, in our squad who are really top players, man. And they have shown that they can compete with the likes of City and Liverpool. Um, it's just that we, I think, as a team, are not quite there yet in terms of where we are in terms of maturity, in terms of efficient uh, efficiency when it comes to um, converting those type of half chances or, you know, you could say full, um, for, um, clear-cut, clear-cut chances. We're not quite there yet. Um, and I wouldn't quite say it's quality. I think it's maturity. I honestly think it's maturity because I do think that the likes of Salah, Mane, they miss chances. Um, but in some games, they're crazy clinical, you know. Yeah. And today it was Jota, today it was Firmino. Um, I've seen them, these guys miss numerous chances, but the stakes are high. Um, these guys have been sequenced well into this Liverpool team and are uh, integral parts of it, and they were able to to do that thing today. Um, I think really from Liverpool's side, only Trent I felt was really dangerous. I mean, he, he he's a freak, he's a freak. So he was the only one I felt really dangerous in open play, um, and I think we coped quite well with him. I'm really 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 happy with the performance that Party has um, given us in the last few weeks. Um, I think we've really seen the play that we thought he would be. Um, and I, I can't lie, man. This guy is one of the best in the league in this position. That, that's without a question. Um, I hope he can stay fit. I hope he can keep it up. And now I'm positive for the games that come ahead. Um, you know, um, it was a good performance from him. A bit, a bit, a bit disappointed from Odegaard tonight. I think he wasn't fast, he wasn't sharp. Um, granted, he was getting pressed a lot, but that was to be expected. He's our, he's our main creator. Liverpool mm-hmm. were always going to target him, you know. Um, I felt like Saka competed well in duels, but he didn't get the better of Robert as well. And when you have two, three players in our team not really jugging, it becomes a bit more difficult. But we still um, managed to assert some territory and um, some control, which was great. And uh, I think Martinelli was really, really good tonight. There's so many things that people said about this guy that are just coming. At, you know, I don't even know what the English wording is for this, man. People are just looking crazy. They said his touch is not good. They said he can't dribble. You know, all these things, his touch is good. His touch is very good under pressure. He, he takes the ball out of the air all the time. They do the switch to him so often and he just brings it down calmly. Um, he's eaten people um, 1v1. He's, 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 he's eaten um, Ricardo Pereira recently. He's had um, Cancelo on the ropes. He had Trent on the ropes today. Um, Boy, Trent, 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 Trent even had Klopp coming out to uh, say he's going to lay people out if uh, people keep talking about Trent's defending. <laughs> <laughs> 
have his manager talk about knocking people out, you know. This is crazy. Yeah, but it's crazy. It's crazy. But, but... Yeah, I mean, overall, I'm not too disheartened. Um, mm. But, you know, it's important that we, we, we don't drop points in the next game, I think. I, I, I think yeah. Just not just not because I think top four would be gone if we'd lose or draw against Villa. I think it's the general sort of momentum. We don't want mm. it to, you know, stall. And I think people are, as you can see tonight, very emotional. Um, <laughs> I think in their sort of response to us losing against probably the best team in, in the league right now. Yeah. Um, I think they've been better than maybe, City, maybe even in Europe, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe even in Europe. So um I, I think Dan, German Dan, you, you touched on um, a few good points there. And, um, you touched on Erdegaard's performance and um, we'll, we'll get into the audio specifics and stuff like that. And the way I saw the game was, um, you know, Liverpool had their two chances. We had our two chances. Our, yeah, Marcelli's came when we were 2-0 down, obviously. But um, I thought, obviously, just before Liverpool scored, then it was a deadlock game. And we had started the first half quite brightly, at uh, the second half quite brightly. And... You know, um, when it comes to decisive moments, I know Liverpool's players do miss a lot. And, you know, we see Salah is top top of the charts for missed chances. Jota misses chances. But when it comes to being decisive in big games, tight games, these guys always come up trumps. They put the ball in the back of the net. You know, a lot of these times where, you know, Salah's missing chances, it might be in, you know, in games... Games where not 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 unimportant games, but just games where you know they're already winning two 0 Maybe he misses the third or something like that. Or get games you know he's going to consistently get chances. But in these in these games where it's literally one chance, one goal, and you need your your shooters to come up trumps. You know, Jota did, and we'll get into the goal. But just before that, obviously Odegaard had his chance, and you know you spoke on um, maturity being a factor in this game, potentially. Um, Cougs, do you think that Martin Odegaard's miss showed a lack of maturity or a lack of decisiveness to his game? Or was it just one of those things, like players miss chances? Yeah, I think I think it is players miss chances, but I think it's also, you know, um, it's that killer mentality, you know, and that I think Klopp has probably instilled in a lot of his forwards that, you know, I don't think that we quite have that yet. Um, personally, I think if you look at our forward line today, um, they did they did they did all right. I think Martinelli was really really good. Um, I thought Saka did a lot of good things today up until maybe the final pass, the final execution. Um, I think Lacazette he pressed um, he pressed really well. He linked play really well today. Erdegaard um, found him in pockets quite well. He was able to spread the ball out, but. You know, when it comes to that cutting edge, we know that he doesn't really have it in front of goal. And, and you know, when you look at basically Liverpool's Liverpool's spine is is pretty much a cheat code defensively. You know, um, Fabinho, Van Dijk, Allison, you need to be a a one if you're going to come out um, on top of those guys. You know, and when you do get presented opportunities like that, you have to take them. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't uh, today. I think Xhaka said it before the match that. You know, this game is going to come down to fine moments. We need to score um, and we need to take our chances. And, you know, that was, I think there was two, you know, I think it was the Erdegaard one. And I think there was one where, I think it's Martinelli played a through ball to Lacazette. And it's him one-on-one with um, Andy Robertson. And he's not able to get the better of Robertson where, you know, if that was Jota, if that was Salah, if that was Mane, you'd expect them to put up a better, um, a better fight. And, you know, for me, um, what Liverpool did in the second half as well was, you know, I think Saka was doing a good job in the first half of keeping Robertson pinned back and not being involved in the play. And they basically said that Lacazette is not a threat. So, Robbo, you push on. We're going to have Van Dijk um, cover Saka instead. Um, and, you know, because of the lack of threat from Lacazette, Van Dijk, we know how good he is 1v1. Saka wasn't really able to get the better of him. And, you know, we've seen Saka in these 1v1 positions, 1v2 positions um, in almost every game this season. He's able to cook his man or cook two men or cook three men. Um, but as I said, that's fine. It's a cheat code. So, you know, I think you do have to respect your position sometimes. They do have um, a lot of quality, you know. Um, the save that Alisson makes from the Erdegaard chance is, is out of this world, to be honest. Um, I think a lot of keepers 
would probably have given given that one up. Um, and Erdegaard's probably able to slot more easily. So, you know, I think it's it's, it's just one of them ones. It's a, it's an eye-opener that's that, you know, sometimes other teams have more quality than you. There's not really much you can do. And what I'm looking forward to, um, I guess, probably next season, um, is to see where, where, where we go with that, that front line, you know. Um, that's the one place in the team where we haven't spent a lot of money. Um, I don't think we've not spent any money there at all, to be honest, under Arteta. So, you know, there's there's big, big upside there. You know, whether you go and you invest in another winger, whether you go and invest in another forward, whether you go um, and invest in more depth um, to rotate with with Erdegaard or Saka, um, you know, it remains to be seen. But yeah, I think I think they they, they tried their best. Honestly, they tried their best, but um, you know, sometimes sometimes it's not good enough, man. Mm. I was a bit surprised that Erdegaard went for that style of finish actually for his chance, um, because I think because Lacazette round like you know he took, I don't know I don't know if Lacazette could have done a bit more maybe touch was a little bit heavy still think, on the fence think, about it I think the if I think so, I saw some people say Lacazette should have finished it first time you have to be you have to be a good good finish as a finish that first time. Alisson was quick on it out at him yeah, as well. Yeah, and you have to yeah. be able to chip it. Yeah, mm. so yeah, Aubameyang might have scored it and have scored it if he was in like good form. Um, mm. the Aubameyang we saw in the last you know six months when he was here wasn't it probably wouldn't have scored that you know. So, no, it requires a, a sharp, a sharp finisher, and a sharp it requires someone that is actually good at chipping shots. When have we seen like that chip shots? No, I, I, I personally think he tried tried it versus Alisson at Anfield last season, flopped it twice. Mm. You know, I, I thought did Lacazette quite, did well. the right decision there. Yeah, I, I think thought he did quite well in that situation, bringing it back. I he thought, created a clear cut chance. Yeah, and and you know he put it on a plate for Erdogan. Erdogan took a touch, and the time obviously that had happened. I think Allison was in the middle of the goal, and um, uh, Liverpool had a few defenders back like towards the line, or you know, m- not necessarily in the way of the shot, but. I thought the better finish for Erdegaard would have been to place it. Instead, he went for power down the middle. And I think that just, you know, is too close to the keeper. And I, I just think maybe someone with a bit more, I don't want to call it maturity, but I just think someone who is a bit more def- decisive in those moments. Like, I wonder what a... Um, uh, Marcelli Pepe. would have done in that situation, or a Pepe, yeah. Say Pepe, Pepe is a perfect example. You wonder what Pepe does in that example. I don't think he goes for the same finish, I think he probably bends it around Allison and puts it in a corner. I just think Od- Odegaard gave the keeper and the defenders a bit too much opportunity to, to stop it. Um, but hey, listen, it's uh, it's these minor things in football that can make all the difference, right? We're talking about if he had done this, then. We'd be one new up, and then who knows? Maybe that result today is a lot different. You know, I'm sure it shapes the game. It definitely shapes the game a lot differently than. Yeah, um... I just I just watched it back. You know, um, he should have gone bottom corner. Yeah. Um, the player on the line, I think, is Matip actually jumps towards the middle. Um, so if he goes hard bottom corner, I think he probably scores. But you know, th- as I said, fine margins. Um, I don't think J- J- Jota's goal was um or finish was great as well we know that that was probably a mistake from rams though you know yeah but um, I, 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 know. i'm not even sure jota m- m- uh, meant to go near post if i'm being honest it looked just hit it, when he it? shot it didn't look like a it looked like a clean strike but it didn't look like his body positioning was um set up for him to go near post mm. um and i think ramsdale has kind of like second guessed him in that mm. regards that's why he's gone you know, he's taken a step towards um, his left, thinking he's going to go far post. But you can't do that as a keeper, man. You can't do it because if Jota has meant that and he's seen Ramsdale, you know, take a step or lean to his left and he's hammered it in their post, it's, it's, it's brilliant forward play from Jota. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bad mistake from Ramsdale. And I think... Um, you know, I've, I'm very defensive of Ramsdale. And, um, but yeah, I can't, I can't defend that um, because it's just, it's not great goalkeeping. He gets a hand to it as well. That's poor. Which isn't, poor. Which isn't the issue. It's just poor all around, really. Um, mm. Any, um, yeah, go on. Yeah, I wanted to touch on that because we, we, we talked about, um, you know, Liverpool and their forwards didn't have joy in, in the first 45. Mate, up until then, I don't remember Jota touching the ball. 
Honestly, Jota was terrible. And the thing is, you know what's mad is and that Diaz the, as well. Diaz got locked up by Cedric. Bro, Diaz the, got locked up. The, the, Mane was the, the, terrible. They were talking about bringing Mane off at half time. Bro, what the did subs, they do? They bring on Salah and Firmino. Salah and Firmino. And the thing is, the subs they were they were ready to come on before they score, right? So you know, Jota he was already coming off. Yeah. He had an absolute stinker before that goal, right? But what you see, one chance, one goal. Do you get what yeah. I mean? Like he, Jota, Jota, Diaz, who played Mane on the right, absolute disaster classes up until then for me. Um, absolute disaster class. I thought Tierney was excellent today. Um, Not under pressure, Gap- but defensively he was. Yeah. Defensively, he was he was really good. He was really sharp, really really sharp. Um, I thought Cedric had a very storming first half. Man, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. That you know he's being aggressive. He was nicking the ball in front of the. Um, attacker, and I thought Ben White was excellent in that first half as well, sweeping behind him. Um, so you know, it's 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 such a shame to me that you know we weren't. It's, it feels like the City game again that there are so many good performances today, and mm-hmm. we weren't able to leave with the leave with even a point. You know, because I definitely feel that we deserved um, one point today. But you know, such is life, such is life, and hopefully, you know, from like we did after Man City, um, we go on to the next. The next battle when we and, and and we pick up um points on on a nice little run but exactly yeah i think yeah, yeah no so. no no yeah sorry i was just gonna say like exactly that man city game was a true test of character you know we got absolutely sucker punched at the end and you know last minute and we concede after battling and being being ahead and we, we lose the game we then go on a really good run of of winning games and getting great results so Hopefully we can do the same this time. Um, one thing that is slightly concerning, and especially when we play a team like Liverpool, is um, I think it's happened in a few games against Liverpool as of late. We go one nil down after like really working hard. You know, we don't. I'm trying to remember our games against Liverpool recently. I feel like we haven't given up the lead easily. Um, didn't at Anfield weren't we holding them for quite a while as well? Um, and it just seems to be that the, when the first goal goes in, we we just capitulate a little bit. Um, and I, I don't I don't think we I don't think like our performance you know completely went down the, the shitter um, straight after the goal. But I think a lot of our intensity went, and I think a lot of our belief went. It was almost like ah oh, fuck one nil down, shit, it's it's done. You know, and I think that was our attitude in the kind of group chat as well. We, we kind of knew, fuck, Liverpool one new up. This is going to be really, really difficult now. And um, yeah, I was just, a, I was just a little bit disappointed that you know we went two nil down. What, what was it? In a, within five to ten minutes, scoring the the first, we're we're, we're two nil down. I feel like that's a a bit of a common trend um, against Liverpool. Uh, Especially as yeah, of late. Anyway, I remember it being when we. I think we lost three 0 to them last year at the Emirates, and it was similar. Um, you, you know what they do? Once I think they it was nil nil at half time, wasn't it? And then we we conceded three goals in like fifteen minutes or something. Once they score, I, I, I think I don't know exactly what they're doing coaching wise, but once they score, they just they 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 seem to press you even more. So they make it more difficult for you to keep the ball, and you're a bit unsettled after conceding anyway. And then they take the sting out of the game. They either completely, they completely, you know, increase the pace or completely slow it down. And I think today they slowed it down, and um, but an opening appeared and they scored anyway. Um, but they they just managed the the flow of the game very well after their score. And um, if you compare that to like a team that I don't think is good, for example, Spurs or United, those teams they'll score and they might just concede straight away. Yes. Because Liverpool, Liverpool, they don't. Okay, but City don't do it either. But Liverpool do it really, really well. I think they just squeeze up the pitch so well. Then they get that ball back, and then they keep that ball for a sustained period of time, and then you know they just take the sting out of it, and the game becomes flat. Um, I think in general their passing is very, very good. That that people say, well, like machine. They're a very, very well coached team. All their spacing is when they are when they're on song. All their spacing is like ideal in terms of where the players get the ball. Where they then pass it, where they then move when the player that receives the ball, you know, it's 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 like a it's like a song put together, it's like a rhythm, it's like a harmony. Mm. So um once they score, they usually get into that groove 
and they really take the sting out of the game, which well, they did. And we had to settle to come a little bit back into the game, but by then they already scored the second, and that fucked y- Yeah, it's it's Liverpool have taken the lead in twenty two games this season, one nineteen drawn three. You know, so you, that's testament to what you're saying. You know, it's um, they're a very very good team when they go one nil up, and they yeah. often go on and score the second as well. Um, that's uh, and they kept, that's what I mean, good teams they, do, man. I think they kept sixteen clean sheets in the league this season you know yeah. um there I, I can't lie to you i think that's the best team that's come to the the emirates this year i think they mm-hmm. they played much better than um man city did when we played them um and the, the the thing that i noticed yeah is just that they are so unbelievably compact like i know that they play this high line but it's almost impossible for you to sort of play a ball through or play like and even the ones that you play over the top, then Allison's there sweeping um mm. immediately, you know. Um, and I'd I'd have to say, like, they're just such they're actually just such a good team. Like you see, I see the way that we play against other teams. Um, and for me, like there is opportunities there that we did have opportunities. I know Martinelli, um, he he battered, you know, what three of their players in a row puts it puts it in the middle of the box. We're not really able to, to slot one. And then he has that chance at the end as well. But other than that, um, you know, they're, they're almost impossible for you to play through them. Mm-hmm. Um, impossible for you to play through them. So, you know, um, as I was saying before, I think you just have to hold your hands up um, and say, that is, a, that is a really, really good team. Really, really good team. But, you know, I feel like if we play like that in the remaining 11 games that we have, um, we're, 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 we're going to end the season on a, on a high, man. We're going to end the season on a high. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, I I think it's important to remain on track that to say that, you know, the performance, you know, was was quite a good one, I thought. And um, defensively, I mean, I can't really make any complaints. For the second goal, people have mentioned, you know, could Cedric have been a a bit... um, Was it Cedric for the second goal? Or was that the first goal? goal? um, Second goal was, I think it was Gabriel Winstable in a box. Then where, where was the where was the second one where Thiago just played pass it through to the someone? first goal where Cedric brushes out to Robertson? Yeah. Right, that was tight. the first one. Yeah, I think Cedric maybe could have done a bit better there. Um, the second one, I feel like Gabriel should never be allowing Firmino to get across him there, you know. And uh, it's disappointing because this that's a side to Gabriel's game that I'm usually very very confident in. Um, Inconfident in in him excelling in is you know not allowing strikers to beat him to the punch, and we can talk about Gabriel's deficiencies maybe being a bit rash or a bit hasty or you know on maybe on the ball not always the most clean, but um, I I don't expect him to be beaten to a, a ball across the ball by Firmino. It was a great finish, don't get me wrong, excellent finish, but. I just feel like Firmino's got across him way too easy, way too easy. And yeah, it was just disappointing, man, because again, I just feel like it was too soft to happen straight after the first goal, you know? And, and I, I do wonder, does Gab, not does Gabriel allow it to happen if it's, if it's nil nil still, but I just wonder, has, has he, tuned out just ever so slightly and and doesn't have the belief anymore that we're going to win um i don't know maybe to say. <laughs> yeah it's 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 
maybe I'm microanalyzing it a bit, but yeah, just just thoughts on the on the second goal. Um, did you guys notice anything that was particularly frustrating or disappointing? Yeah, it was disappointing that we won the ball back in the in the and actually from the first. How did it go we, out? We couldn't clear lines. We couldn't yeah. clear lines, and um, they got yeah, a, they so got that... a lot of luck with Saka clearance, and it just kind of bounced in. Like, how does that end up? How does that just end up perfectly in Robertson's path, man? It's just so, it's so peak. But, you know, I think that's, again, that's an experience thing. Um, you know, that Saka's now going to learn. He's not going to make don't, that mistake. Don't clear again. it up the pitch, clear it, uh, clear clear it, it the, out. Do what Jenny does, <laughs> whack it out for a throw in. <laughs> Rose, oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> you know, it's got, it, it, it has to go, when you're clearing it, it has to go high. Um, or it has to go out so you can reset, you know, that's what it's about. So um it's a shame. It's a it's a real shame that that's how that's how the goal gets scored. And I've I've not seen the replays to see what what um what Gabriel did, but you know, I was getting messages saying he's poor for the goal. So, you know, he's got to hold that as well, man. That you know, one nil, you're still in the game, you're at home, you can come back. And I think, you know, we had the chances after after went two nil as well. Um to, to, to potentially get something back. So, you know, you can't be be making errors there as well. So, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a real shame, man. I just think, you know, Saka, he's got to do better on the clearance. Um, and then, you know, maybe you you, you reset. Um, I think people were talking about, you know, Liverpool from the set pieces um, today. But I, I thought we defended our box quite well mm. um, today. Um, I thought we, we, we blocked shots. We... We got our head heads on the end of thing, and we won second balls up in our own in our own sort of final third. Um, so you know, I'd back us to reset and not concede from there if that ball goes out. Yeah, other than the first two minutes, I think I think also in the build up to that game, because it was someone was clean through on goal, and then they've cut it back. Was it Diaz? No, it wasn't Diaz. I think Diaz had been taken off at that point. Maybe Firmino. I'm not too sure. I can't remember. I need to re rewatch the goal. But essentially, um, someone is had a one-on-one -on -one opportunity in our box. And I was just wondering if Ben White could maybe have engaged a little bit. Instead, he encourages um, the striker to, to, to shoot or to, you know, to make a decision, essentially. And um, I wonder if Ben White can, can do a little bit better there. Because what happens then is, I think... The striker then decides to cut it back. We get ourselves in a bit of a scramble, can't clear our lines, and all of a sudden the box is is packed to I, I I was just a bit surprised at the time that Ben White didn't come across and and try and and tackle him. Instead, he kind of gave like an open route to goal for the attacker. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that changes anything in, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Cedric just absolutely clears his space for some reason. So, you know, when Saka's running to the ball, Cedric's like sprinting past him, like he's going to get on the end of a pass there. Um, mm. And I think he needed to sort of be a bit more conservative um, because then if he's back there when that deflection comes, um, then he's he's able to put more pressure on um, Andy Robertson. So I think I think it's more Cedric there than, than Ben White for me. Mm. I just I, I just wanted to go back. So as... Saka comes out to the right and he, he angles and tries to keep the ball in play. What, what, what about the bit before? You know, when this goal mouth scrambles happens and the ball gets kicked out to Saka, Liverpool are through one-on-one, -on -one, aren't they? No, not really. I think you, if you're talking about the second goal, what happens is um, Gabriel wins the ball, then gets dispossessed by Firmino in our box. Firmino so in that, goes... move, in that move, how did the ball get into the box? Liverpool had a 1v1. I don't. I haven't. I didn't see that that bit before. Oh, okay. That. What you mean? You mean Robertson? No, it was from the right hand side. It was Firmino that was that that got the ball of Gabriel, mm. and then he's trying to cut it back. Thiago gets it. The touch is heavy. Partey yeah. wins the tackle against Thiago. Partey then clears it, but it doesn't go far. It goes mm -hmm. to Robertson, and um, I think Saka then wins um, or blocks the the cross of Robertson. He gets to the ball and he could probably just kick out in front of him, but he tries to kick it up the line. Yes. And um, yeah, it's, it's sort of just, yeah, it's, it goes The, the back part I'm talking about is in the lead up to how the ball actually yeah. ends up into the box before all of yeah, that happens. Really there was yeah. a 1v1 opportunity where 
I can't remember who it might be Firmino and he cuts it back and we get ourselves in a bit of a muddle and then the ball lands to Partey and he kind of clears it and then we yeah. just don't manage to get away but yeah, yeah either just, way we, had a few we didn't cover ourselves in glory and get away there you know that's that's what I'm saying that's that's, that's a disappointing thing about the second goal it was good counter pressing and gigging pressing from Liverpool really because mm. we couldn't get out um, and they're just they're realized and capitalized on it they're really committed bodies forward in that in that uh, in that sequence and that's that's the type of situation there if Cedric is a bit smarter as you said then yeah if he's a, if he's a bit smart and just waits rather than rushing out beyond Saka, mm. then we probably get that second ball and Saka can go up the pitch and we can mm. counter them. But mm. this is these are these fine margins, these fine decisions that to turn the tide, you know? Um, and, you know, that's, that's what happens. Yeah, 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 no, definitely. Um, let's get into some individual performances as well, because I, I felt like today there were two excellent performances from our players, one of them being Thomas Partey, who... I thought had a very City-like game. Um, that's, you know, two big home games now that he's really, really put on a clinic. And I thought he was the best midfielder on the pitch. But they were talking about, you know, man in a match on, on Sky. And I know they're never going to give it to the team that loses. But um, I don't think I don't think they really said much about Thomas Partey in the, in, in the analysis um, during the game. You know, the commentary. Um, I might have missed something. Um but yeah, I thought I thought Partey was unbelievable tonight. You know, he he practically bossed that midfield by himself. Um, he was he was definitely the for me for my money he was the best player on the pitch. Um, you know, he was he was involved in absolutely everything. You know, I don't think he, I don't think he missed a tackle all night. You know, played some lovely passes as he usually does. Yeah, man, he was just on this form. He's he's top 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 top. I don't know where. He ranks in the league as centre midfielders. I don't know if you guys want to do that whole conversation, but um, for me, he's he's right up there, man. And and he was playing against, you know, you ask who are the best midfielders in the league. People might say to you, Thiago and Fabinho. And I thought Partey was head and shoulders above them today. Well, he slapped, he slapped the boys' heads, man. He slapped the boys' heads. Um Partey was excellent today, man. He was honestly excellent. I think there was, um, in the first half, Liverpool started really fast. And then I feel there was one, like, Cruyff turn that Partey done in the middle of the pitch um, mm. when they tried to press him. And then it was almost like the game changed after he'd done that turn. He got us up the pitch. Um, when I think it ended up with Saka, like, 1v2 um, against them. And then um, they they won the ball back. He went out for a throw. And then, you know, we were, we were well up the pitch. Again, and I feel like the whole crowd's mood lifted after he did that turn, um, because obviously Liverpool started very, very um, quickly, and they had like three corners in a row, I think, in the first like two minutes, and then you know they were putting us under some some decent amount of pressure. But I thought he was he was really excellent today, man. Um, you know, we we mentioned previously about how compact Liverpool are, how they're able to, you know, when you don't have the ball, the moment a pass pops off in the midfield, they get three, four, five men um, around you. You know, you can't really breathe. But Partey seemed to have all the time in the world today, um, almost. Um, and, and, you know, we've been saying it, that this guy's been cooking um, for a couple months now. And, you know, he's he's really rose it um, for the big games. I think, you know, Man City was probably the performance um, of the season from him. Um, and then I think today, as you said, I think that can match it, you know, almost toe-to-toe with it. But, you know, it's just a shame that we didn't get the result. Um, because I think he's probably deserved the man of the match um, in both of those games, um, personally. Yeah. Uh, German Dan, any any thoughts on Thomas? No, um, I, I think what Dan said, um, Dan said definitely summarises it well. Um, he played really, really well. Um, he looked like that. this is the type of game where he's at home. This is the level that he prefers playing, I think. Um, when it's actually KG, when it's more tight, when it's when you, you when you need quality to break the game open, and the, there were a few moments where his quality broke the game open, uh, and it was through passing, through turns, and I think he was a dual monster tonight, man. Um, I think he engaged in so many duels, when so many 50-50s. Um, I do also think that Jaka was un, um, um, quietly quite good. He executed his role quite good tonight, I think. But Partey was really, really the man of the man of the show for us in midfield. And I think um, 
it's just good to see that he's fit and he and and he's playing well. Um, I've always I've always maintained that I think this is a top top talent, top top player. But um, consistency is important. You can't sit at the table with the big boys if you're not consistent enough. Um, and he's shown consistency in the last three months. Um, there's he's not dropped a beat in the last three months. Um, so let's see how he finishes the season. But this is very very encouraging from what we've seen from from him right now. Um, the level that he can play and the level he can go to is clear. We've seen him do this before, and he's doing it right now. It just has to keep doing it. Um, so yeah, happy with his performance. And um, I also feel like because, I mean, we don't we're not fans of Jaka, but I do think his performance deserves credit as well. Um, he helped us control the game. Um, I think he made good passing selections. Um, at times, the execution of his pass, especially when it was to release someone in behind, wasn't probably the best. But his, his long balls were decent. Um, I think he was all right, man. And he, and he created that chance, um, the last one for Martin Lee, to be fair. So I think both both of them were good tonight. Um, that's not where we lacked. That's definitely not where we lacked. No. Yeah, someone just said something stupid in the comments, but... Um... I want to answer that question, though. Go on. Because um, he's asked, how in the world did Party put on a clinic? If Cantor Fabinho put on a clinic, their team doesn't lose. He had they, so they've game. never played well and, and lost before, apparently. I also remember Matic being able to drive forwards, but um, Partey is not the one who doesn't save at his near post. Um, and he's also not the one who doesn't clear it for... Um, for a second goal, so you know, football it's a stupid point, man. Football, football, football's 11, 11 players on the pitch, yeah. Um, I specifically remember, um, Kante having good games and and Chelsea not winning, so yeah, you know, the same, the same. If I mean, non point, man, I don't really understand if that's the way you view football, then that's that's poor, I'm yes. Sorry. Bottom set, man, definitely bottom set, but um, the second player that uh, I want to talk about is Martinelli, who. Boy, he ran Trent ragged tonight. Absolutely ran him ragged. I, I think I lost count of the amount of times that Trent got put in a blender. Um, it's unfortunate that he didn't end up in the night with, you know, some goals or assists because, you know, um, he had a he he had a good moment. Was it in the first half where he knocked it across the box and Lacazette and Saka were kind of on their toes? He had another one in the second half where he did Trent, okay. then did Hendo, then did Trent again. And, yeah. um, you know, nothing came of it. Then obviously he had his chance with maybe about 10 minutes to go where opened up for him. And I think he should be doing better there, man. I think you've got to get it on target. I don't. I understand the finish that he's going for is quite a hard technique in terms of like wrapping his foot around it to get in there. But you're one on one with the keeper. You've got to hit the target there. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't quite agree with that, you know. I think what he's aiming for is harder than just getting it on target. Because on target, you can, you know, you can you can shoot at the near post. Where he's aiming for is difficult. And if he gets it right, Allison's not saving that. And you can see how close Allison was actually to that. Um, and Martinelli was close to scoring. Th those are again the fine margins. If he gets that right, he's scoring. But if he tries an easy finish, Allison's just saving it. Like if he just gives that finish a bit more to the left, Allison is saving that man. He had that covered. It had to go into the side netting or nothing, you know. So I think I, I'd rather have someone attempt that and be this close than someone have a shot and it'd be safe than it's a shot on target. I, I, you know, I think that's a closer attempt than a shot on target. I agree it's a closer it's attempt. Like it. it is. I, I agree. And uh, I don't. that's why I don't really like shots on target, shots off target. I don't think it clearly represents, you know, the quality of a, of a, of a chance, but... I, I think when you, from the image that I saw, I think when you, um, when you freeze frame when Marcel is about to strike the ball, I actually think Allison shows him a lot of the left hand side, um, and I think it's some bad positioning there from Allison actually, and I think Marcel has a lot of the goal to aim for, um, and yeah, I mean look, he's. Normally, you would you would put a lot of money on Martinelli to slot it from there. I just, I wish he, I wish he could have scored because that might have made the last five minutes um, a little bit more interesting. Uh, we needed, we would definitely have found some belief. We need, we yeah. needed the goal. We needed yeah. the goal to you know revitalize the team. I felt it was a bit flat. I think, I think the subs were flat. Pepe and, and uh, Eddie were not able to inject much um, energy into the team. I think 
Um, but and but Smith Rowe did, ha- did all right. I think Smith Rowe did all right for the for the when he came on two three minutes. You're like, oh, yo, this boy looks dangerous, and then it mm. kind of fell flat again. This is what mm. I was saying in the group chat, man. I don't give a shit. Bring me a while, man. If he's chilling on our bench and we can throw him on in some games, mm. I'm taking it because you need those options that can actually inject quality and pace and, you know, whatever uh, invention into the game. And we yeah. lack that in midfield. We, well, I don't know who said it in the group. Someone said, put on the Sungu. It was like, ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Un- Uncle Pate has to play 90 minutes every week, bro. It's, it's a bit of a mazine right now. Bro, have we seen have we seen Lokonga since January? I don't think we have. That Good. Not in the first game, right? <laughs> I don't think we have. But um, I think yeah, I think you're right. But I I, I also think it's a, it's a little bit of um, XP and and calmness that we're missing as well um, up front. Like you think about it, our our forwards are they're still twenty years old. You know, they're not they're not really used to playing um in atmospheres like this. They're not really used to playing um in in in, in a lot of big moments, you know. And I think, you know, Saka obviously got his goal against Man City, um, a nice finish there. But I think when you know you sort of need that little bit of composure, that little bit of um I think finesse. Maybe um, these these guys are a little bit, you know, uh, they, they they still have a little bit uh, of a ways to go, you know, because I think Martinelli, for sure, um, Lewis, I was saying to you this to you in the pub um, on the weekend. I think he is he is he's very very close to having um, like an output explosion for me um, because I, I I see the way that he plays, I see the the. The amount of shots that he takes, the amount of chances that he creates, and I feel like you know maybe that it's just that little element of composure that is missing. Maybe um, where you can, you know, you improve that that shift and shoot. You know, you mentioned um, I think that you know a lot of his shots get blocked when he comes inside. Mm. Um, you know, it's that little bit of extra guile I think that you can add. Maybe it's some coaching um, that is needed where you know you can you can teach him how to do a little bit of a fake. You can get an extra yard for yourself, um, and I think once the extra yard comes, I think the same with Saka when he comes in on his left. He doesn't quite have that same whip um, and finishing ability that maybe someone like Pepe does have. Um, but I think it's, it's it's maybe it's as we said, it's fine margins. But for me, I think that the the, the sky's the limit for both of them, um, and it might just be the case that you know a couple extra inches here and there. Um, it, it, it adds um, significant amount of numbers to these guys' output, man, and I can definitely see that coming. Mm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, you mentioned Xhaka, uh, German Dan. Yeah, but not always like complimentary of him. I thought we had a decent game actually. Um, I see people going way overboard again, like these. Oh, really? What they saying? Because oh, <laughs> I, I thought I'm, I'm saying Xhaka was them. insane. Oh damn! <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! I mean, he was he was decent. He was decent. He was, he was good. He was. Good. I mean, I'm happy to say going good. forward, final ball is still awful. Anything in the final third, you you how like if I said to you, you know, how much money would you be willing to bet that Xhaka finds his own teammate in the final third? You wouldn't be willing to bet any more than fifty p because. You you know in your heart of hearts he's not going to deliver, and I understand that's not his role. No, but... no, the, the 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 question got to be more specific. If he's passing forward, because what he if doesn't, he, yeah, oh, he can always just... pass back, yeah. <laughs> but if can he find any? He doesn't find anyone in the box, man. He doesn't find anyone in the box, and it's oh man, it's just frustrating because there's such a clear upgrade opportunity there. But I I don't want to shit on him too bad. I thought he did his job pretty well today. Um, he, he won well, his man. duels. Yeah, he played well. He linked. Yeah, him and Partey, I thought they did quite really well in midfield. I don't, I don't think Liverpool overran us by any means or anything like that. I just wish we had more quality there, man. And there, I think there was, um, there was just a few times just overhitting passes. You know, I think we said it in the group. We we could get goals here, but we just need more quality in that final third. Yeah. And Xhaka was so guilty of it. You know, um, him, Erdegaard. I, I thought Erdegaard. Had it had his poorest game in quite a while, actually. He just looked really, really off the pace. Um, me, Liverpool uh, were clamping him like they yeah, were onto they were, him. They and... were on him. They were on him. And but I, he I... he wasn't reacting to it. He didn't. 
he didn't adjust as well as I thought he may have. Um, See, I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm honest on Udegaard. When when I think he played well, I say he played well. When I think he played really well, you know, I've tried to be very honest with him. I don't think he had a good game. You know, I know what this guy is capable of, and I, I know what technical level he is at. And I see touches from from him tonight. They weren't as assured. The passes weren't as assured. I think the first passing opportunity where he could really do something significant was the pass to Saka in behind. And it was a poor one. Very poor, so, yeah. And then I was like, damn. Um, okay, they got him a couple of times, but seems like he's not, he's not in the same groove. And I think he's a rhythm player. Um, he needs to get into the rhythm early into the game. Um, Lots of touches. When, yeah, when he doesn't get into that rhythm, he struggles. And mm. that's what happened bef- before his, you know, before his form was basically insane. And tonight, Liverpool done really well to disrupt his rhythm. His touches weren't easy. Um, it was raining, <laughs> you know. I think all these things added to him not finding his rhythm. And then a few passes didn't come off for him. And when they're done, then it becomes a bit more difficult. And he, I don't really think he found a way into the game um, from a playmaking, from from like a playing perspective, because the effort was still there. I, I can't fault that. He was still pressing. He was still driving the team forward. Mm. I think positionally he was fine. I think the structure was completely fine. I think I, t- I has the team up very, very well. So we, we've got to talk about him as well. I think the spacing and structure between um, our, our midfielders was really good. But the execution lacked from both him um, and from Draka, um, essentially. And Partey was the one in midfield, the only one I really felt that was executing to a high level. I think Odegaard was still executing to a decent level, but we need him to execute to a high level to 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 get something in this, you know. So, and that wasn't quite there tonight. Um, and then obviously we just we just we just judging the performance of what we just seen. Um, I can't imagine him just gonna balling out and on Saturday again or the game after that. But um, it would really would have been nice if we'd got more from him tonight on the on the playing side rather than just the effort, um, because that's where we lacked a little bit, I think, because the effort was there from from everyone across it in the team. We just needed that quality, that extra injection. Um, so yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think um, that that's the good thing about Odegaard is that you're never going to be able to, um, you know, fault the effort that he brings to the table is always going to bring that intensity, that tenacity in his tackling and his pressing. But um, yeah, just for me, you know, obviously he had the chance. I thought he was pressed off the ball a bit too easily. Um, I think a few things didn't go his, go his way. I thought he won, a, you know, a couple challenges that the referee gave as fouls. Um, I thought it was a really poor referee in the performance. Can't like today, that, ref was, that ref was shit today, man. That yeah, was it was really bad. But and both ways as well. I felt like there was quite a few things that you know he, he was stopping the game for, and it didn't need to be stopped for. Like a few times we caught them blindside pressing, and he gave a free kick for it. And it's like, why you're allowed to? You're allowed to attack. No, it's not from behind. You're allowed to, you know, get them on their blindside and you know take the ball from them. It's it's. It's not against the rules to do that. And I thought we did that to them a few times and it got given as fouls and, you know, uh, yeah. I thought they, no. they were lucky to escape some cards as well, man. Mane, I, I mean, really he care. should have been booked within the first five minutes for that disgusting dive. Then he cleared, mm. um, was it Cedric or Ben White? I think he cleared someone out. Um, yeah. Slide yeah. tackle. Gabriel. Gabriel as well. He he done some something weird with his with his arm. I don't know what that was. He committed like five or six fouls this game. Yeah, get a didn't card. get a, didn't get a yellow. Second half, I thought Tiago that Tiago challenge on Partey. Um, yeah, I not even given as a free kick, was, was it? Yeah, that was that was bizarre to me because that looked crazy. Yeah, um, at the time, but yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, Mane four fouls and a dive, no yellow cards, and it always happens against us. Mane never, ever, ever, ever gets punished against us you know we've seen him do crazy things <laughs> and, and always avoid we've seen, it, we've seen him do more tie against us man yeah yeah literally he, literally he's, taking a piss, man. He's, a, he, he's, he's a cheat as well man yeah nasty player man very nasty player um have we um you have we got anything else to touch on from this game you said you want to talk a little bit about arteta um could arteta have done a bit more to um, you know, get us going after we went one nil down. You know, um, could we have shown a bit more attacking intent when we went down? Um, I did feel like the game went a little bit passive, and then maybe the last ten minutes or so we managed to pick it up a bit, and that's when Martinelli had his chance. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, could could Arteta have done more? I mean, he used it. He used the tools to his disposal. You know, so from I'm the saying, bench. We, don't, we don't have many. We um, don't have many tools on the bench. Let, could, 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 what about a tactical change? Would you guys, you know, like to see us throw a bit more caution to the wind? Or, or, or no, was he rightly? I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I, I don't think this is the game where we should be. You know, um, deviating from from a very concise game plan that has worked for a majority of this game. Um, this is a team. I think. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take risks against Liverpool. Yes, you're one 0 down, maybe two 0 down. You start taking those risks. That could be four five. You know, um, it's about managing the game. And I think when it was flat, in some way, I think Atat was happy with it being flat for now. That allows us to get back into the game um, rather than it being frantic. Um, so um, I think he tried it with the subs. I think generally the setup was good, um, and I think. At the end, we can we we've said it numerous times on this pod. It was fine margins, man, and Liverpool are better than us. Mm. Yeah, Dan, any any further points to add? You know, I just I just think you know we got to take the positives, man. That's it. That's it. I just think we got to take the positives. You know, today is not terminal by any means, um, and I feel like you know with this team, this team's got levels to go, man. Um, I think I'm I'm looking forward to the day where you know we get a new striker in. Um, we get a new uh, centre midfielder in um, and we get some depth and we see where we can go, man, because, you know, as we said, who do they bring off the bench? Firmino, Salah. Who do we bring off the bench? Pepe, Nketiah um, and 21-year-old Smith Rowe, you know? So this is this is the seventh year of Jurgen Klopp. This is, um, you know, our first season of being decent under under Arteta, you know, but his, his third year, so... You know, there's there's a there's a big gap in the development of both teams. You know, this is probably the most depth and quality that Liverpool have ever had. Um, certainly in my lifetime, I think it is. Um, and so, you know, we've got we've got levels to go, man. Um, I think we we did our best today. We went toe to toe. As far as I'm concerned, we definitely um, had spells where we were the better team. Um, and if you look at all the statistics, what possessions, what 50-50, they had nine shots, we had nine shots. Um, you know, you look at the amount of tackles, you look at, you know, the XG. There's not that much between the teams on the day. Um, barring, you know, they took they took advantage of our mistakes. We weren't able to take advantage of theirs. And their mistakes came before ours, you know. So it mm. could it could have been, a, definitely could have been a different different day um, if we had a little bit more quality in the final third. So, you know, I'm just going to take the positives. We've got Villa on the weekend. Um, you know, hopefully we slap Steven Gerrard in his smart coat and shit walk. You know, and then, and then, and then, and then we get a crack. Hey, you again, say man. that, but he's got the same dribbles on, on as you right now, bro. Hey, man. <laughs> the quarter zip thing is, is elite, yeah? Looking like some IT technician, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how are you guys feeling about the game against Villa anyway? Because it is, it is, um, it's going to be a tough game. Villa are a decent side. They're, you know, they're they're ninth in the league. They they've had, you know, they've had some patchy form as of late. But then they won three in a row, and then they lost to West Ham on the weekend. So they can they can definitely cause teams problems. Um, how, how are you how are you feeling about that game? Like it's. I, I see good, a lot of people. Well, Leo was saying in the chat that he feels like it's a must-win. I personally don't think it is a must-win. I, I said from this run, I think if we can get four points from these um, three games in six days, I'll take that. Um, we've got the three against Leicester, so uh, a point against Villa, um, I'm I, I'd be quite happy with because I think that's probably in our top four to five hardest games left out of the eleven. Um, so I'm pretty happy with a draw, if I'm being honest. I need I, I can't lie, I need a W, dog. Oh, I mean a W would be lovely. Don't get me wrong. A W that. would be lovely. I would, uh, you know, but it's uh, I'm just being realistic in terms of you know um, let, let, let's be serious. It's, it's it's not it's not a must win. Um we still have a bit of a um you know bolster um um compared to um United and Spurs, but I get why people would say it's a must-win because um, we lose that game or we draw that game. That's drop points, right? And if they make up that gap, 
even though they have games and, and you know, I've played more games than us and they win their games, suddenly the table looks a lot different, you know. And then you're finding yourself in a position where rather than being ahead um, and having the points and the games um, um, to still to play over your opponents, you find yourself with, oh, we need to win those games that we have because they are a point or two above us or something like that. So I think mm. just to just for clarity and for peace of mind in some sort of way, we, we, we should win that game against Villa. That gives uh, us a bit of a healthy distance between Spurs, United and West Ham. Um, and then, you know, um, after what's the game after that? Is it Brighton? Yeah, Brighton at uh, Crystal Palace. No, Palace, away. isn't it? Brighton at home, yeah. Okay. Mm. I'd like to There are two must-wins. Palace away, Brighton at home. I think we have to win those games because those are two games that I've got <laughs> marked down as, you know, they, see, see, I, they, I, they need I, to be I won. Feel, I feel Palace could be a bit more d- difficult than Aston Villa away. Really? Yeah, I feel yeah, like I think so as well. So, so that's why well. I'm looking at the Villa game. Like, let's get the points now. You know? Yeah, I mean, Villa are definitely beatable. I don't, I'm not. I don't. I'm not trying to sit here and say, oh, you know, Villa. I mean, they. I mean, they've won five games at home this season from 13 games. So they're not yeah, exactly. Just, ah, I, was looking, win, I was looking at their 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 recent results. Yeah, these men these men are peak. Yeah, so they lost to West Ham last week. Um, uh, they they beat. Southampton and Leeds, to be fair, but the same Leeds team they drew with. Uh, they lost to Newcastle. They lost to Watford at home. Um, they yeah. beat Brighton, who are in terrible form. To, to, to um, Watford at home. Yeah, they yeah. lost to Watford at home. Uh, lost sorry, to Brentford. Lost to United. <laughs> United. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm looking at. I'm looking at it. Yeah, and I'm. I'm just saying. You know, they've got some good players. You know, they 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 are at home. And I think away from home, we'd still have major question marks about us. Um, we still have major, major question marks about us. But, you know, I'm looking at them. They're not they're not strong defensively as far as I'm concerned. They concede some goals. Um, I think we'll have chances. We just need to put 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 them to the sword and put them away, man. Um, mm. I, I think it's a W, man. I think it's a W. Would you guys be making any changes for this game? Like, obviously, it's three games in six days. Um there looked to be some tired legs. He bought he bought off like Martinelli looked shattered by the end of the game. Um and I, I know he was doing a lot of work, but we managed to get uh Erdegaard after off after you know 60 odd minutes. I think Saka came off with you know 15, 20 minutes to go. Lacazette obviously came off as well. Um so we met the good thing about oh, I don't want to say the good thing about being 2-0 down. Um <laughs> the good thing about being 2-0 down was, you know. The game was kind of gone, so you can bring off the They'd players right, and look man. for the end of, for the next game. Um, They'll be all right. Yeah, but would you make any changes? Like, is this an Emil Smith Road game? Um, didn't Emil Smith Road dunk on Villa he did earlier still. on in the season? He did. He did. I don't mind. <clears throat> to be honest, I, I can't actually. I don't mind who starts out on Martinelli and Smith Road. I really don't. Um, and I think you know. We've, this is our last game in this international break, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what you say no, just run them into the ground, yeah? It's calm, man. Play the strongest but you, team. You, got to remember, you see the international break, though. That that doesn't mean a rest for these men, you know. Saka's going to play every game for England, you know. Um, these men aren't going to get rest. Odegaard's going to play for no- uh, Norway every game. Partey is... Uh, uh, well, I don't know what Partey is going to do. Yeah, exactly. Crunch game. You know what I'm saying? These players, they're not going to get rest. So we shouldn't look at the yeah, international don't need rest. We've been rest. playing one game all week, man. It's true, but the rest of the just, just because you've been playing, playing one game all year, yeah, doesn't mean that then they are then in a position to go and play three games in six days, then Compete another three that. games in 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 ten days, and then come back and like they're going to be playing like six to seven games over the course of the next what three yeah. f- f- two or three weeks but so so will united and spurs players we've had a yeah. competitive advantage for a majority over the um over the season now it's it's a bit more even just yeah. you know no no i agree some cocaine in the changing rooms and you know you'd be all right man i agree would you would you make any changes dan or are you going um, same team i think with, for me the only thing i would consider is smith Rowe for martinelli but martinelli played really well in this game and I'm really not sure how match fit and sharp Smith Rowe is. Can he play 60, 70 minutes? Um, I'm not sure. 
I think today his cameo was a bit better than the other week when he came on and he looked he looked tired after a couple of sprints when he came on the other week. So I feel like honestly, like mm. I think and he had COVID, right? So that affects your lungs. It's not easy mm. to come back from that. And we don't know how severe his COVID was. He was out for two games with that. So I don't know if, if he's ready to like sprint and, and, and chase from the from the get-go. Um I would love to have him in the team because his qualities are great and I know he can score, you know. He's one of these players where if he starts, you usually think he's gonna he's gonna leave for something. So, um, but I think I would start with Martinelli. And I, t- I said after the game, every game for us is a cup final. The next game mm. is a cup final. The next game is a cup final. So he's definitely gonna play the strongest team available and the players that are in the best shape. So depending on how Martinelli finishes and how he recovers, I guess he will start. If he doesn't recover well, you said he will shed. Then it might be Smith Rowe, but I I don't expect any changes. I feel like, like full fit, fully fit. So I think they are, aren't they? So mm. I think they are. Ramsey, um, Coutinho, Watkins. Yeah, Kings. I need that. I need that Coutinho uh, illness. Hey. <laughs> I the guard that's gonna dunk on him, man. Yeah, Coutinho looks like he's on flames at the moment, bro. Oh, Coutinho so. is cold, man. For fuck's mm. sake! I need Buendias to play, man. all right well let's call it a night there obviously disappointing but um we move man we dust ourselves off and try again that's what we do at first you don't succeed (laughs) get yourself up try again (laughs) 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 oh my god is that pod title yeah Anyway, um, we'll be back uh, with a, a, a patron piece. We'll, we'll, we'll do a post-match after um, the Villa game, hopefully with something more to celebrate. Um, and if not for you broke-ass bitches, hoes, who don't want to support us on the Patreon, um, you can wait until next Thursday for the podcast. <laughs> Take it easy, lads. Yeah, wild and dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's to 2-2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Go! Could it went left, but it went right. Because it went wrong, but it went right. Said it was Ian, but it went right. Number one, pass on pass on sight. Sports Social Podcast Network.